Welcome to Whatever Works, our unique fortnightly podcast in which we talk about whatever works in our lives and in the lives of our community members. Find us at whateverworks.works. And why not join our community? Simply search for Whatever Works at mewe.com and get stuck in. Hello everyone, welcome to Whatever Works. And we are coming to you from the past. Oh yes, we are, aren't we? Oh, that oh, that's very meta, very Doctor Who this this fortnight, isn't yeah. it? Yes. How it's were weird. you, Ted? We can tell you we can tell you what the weather was like seven days ago. Yes. <laughs> oh, that is confusing. Oh, time time travel? No, please. Yeah. Time travel should be a thing of the past. Well, Aiden, <laughs> yes, thank you. Aiden is going away in the coming weeks, so we've decided that instead of not giving you a show, we would do a show, record it this week, which is now last week, and put it out next week, which is now now. It really is a mind, isn't it? I mean, I'm thinking, I'm talking to you now. I could be dead for all we know by now yeah. as I speak. And it could be snowing. It could be snowing while in action. I have to say, uh, isn't it nice that the weather's broken? Isn't it lovely that at yeah. last we're not sitting in hell's armpit? It's so much nicer. Last night was the first night that I went to bed and didn't have all the windows open or the air conditioning on. Yes. And I just, just went to bed ordinarily and it was just very nice. Yes. You're absolutely right. It's, so that was um, eight days ago, of course. <laughs> yes, who knows? As you say, it's probably the, the snows of winter as people are listening to this. <laughs> yeah. So we're actually recording this on the 26th of August, just to be clear. TedSalmon.com is where you need to go if you need to find anything to do with what I do, MeWe groups, audio podcasts, the lot. Head for that. AidenBell.com is where you'll find all about Aiden and his thespian activities and lots more. And um, we give a mention to the MeWe group um, because that's where we like you to come and hang out with us. Let us know whatever works in your life. And we bring the highlights of that to the show, as always. You're going to get your wrist slapped by Mr Litchfield if you don't tell everybody what number show this is, Ted. Oh, have I not done that? No, you haven't, sir. 169. (laughs) 169, eh? Going there we go. There. It is, isn't it? It wasn't that long ago that we got to 100 and said, what are we going to do, isn't it? Yeah. Well, Catching up with yeah. PSC at this rate. Yes, we are. <laughs> so, yeah, the, the air conditioning is um, not quite put away on the 26th of August, but it's I, I'm, I'm almost putting it away. So that's really good. Also, a bit of feedback from the Only Love Foot File, which you amused you by the name. Oh, yes, indeed. I, I gave this to my mum to try out, and she's tested it thoroughly and declares that it's great for dead skin um, on her feet, on the bottom of the side, bottom and the sides. The long-reach handle is a great help, and it works very well for her. She said it's also good as a nail file for her feet, <laughs> if if you're careful. But she says that... Um, ladies at least, or perhaps gentlemen who use perfume, wouldn't like to do this to their nails on their hands. <laughs> I see what I know what you did there, Ted. I'm just sitting quietly letting you get on with it. As it's too big and not accurate enough. So don't bother with your fingernails your fingernails, but toenails are great. But actually I do I've done my fingernails with it and it's fine. I'm just not as fussy as her. Well you've got um, bigger so toes yeah. than your mother, I should imagine. No, no, my fingernails. Oh your fingernails. Yeah, well yeah. ditto. Oh, okay. yeah. yeah. The thing is, I don't have hard skin, so you know, I wouldn't need such a thing. And I'm I'm currently happy with the with the thing with the nail clippers that I have. But I'm still intrigued. I think maybe I should buy a horse or something. Give myself an excuse to buy one of these because it it does. It looks and sounds and like something that one ought to just have for fun. Yeah, it's a, just to remind people, it's a it's a kind of giant um, nail file yes. thingy, and you 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 can put a sticky pad on each side. And well, I'll put a link in the show notes. One side you make coarse, and one side fine. And yeah, it's just a nice big. Um, nail file, which is actually designed to be a foot file to get rid of. It's dark. the mother of all nail Your, files. Uh, it's about a foot long, isn't it? It's um, uh, what's the word? Um, skin, dead skin. Yes, really, yeah, yes. That, that's what it's designed for. But I've changed the design because I declare whatever works <laughs> works. <laughs> 
Right. What about your um, getting uh, your central heating organised? Oh, my central heating. Yeah, that's I mean, as the weather does slowly taper towards the cold end of the spectrum, I'm considering this problem that people probably know about by now, that I've got to reheat the house for the winter. Our ceiling panels have, have reached the end of their career and I'm looking at a cold house this winter unless I do somewhat about it. Um, mm. I've chatted about it with you. I've chatted about it on me. We with our good, good folks and I've decided um, I can't find a professional heating engineer. I wanted somebody to come into the house with experience and knowledge and say, ah, oh, well, you see, you have a two metre high ceiling here, but there's a door here, so the draft will come in here and circulate in a clockwise direction, and therefore you need a heater here. I can't find somebody to do that. So I've done my own research, and I'm going to just buy some good old-fashioned oil-filled radiators. Um, I did find a website with a very nice little calculator that helps you to determine what size radiator you're going to need for what size rooms. And I'm just going to do it myself. I'm just going to get some radiators, bung them in the centre of the rooms. I'll probably do some um, makeshift... um, insulation as well, hanging carpets on doors and walls where, where it's possible. I'm not worried about aesthetics. I'm just worried about keeping me and my mum clean, uh, clean. Well, clean too, but <laughs> I'm looking at something that's got the word clean on it here. I'm thinking, I'm trying to keep my mother and I warm and safe during the winter, uh, mm. not too worried about aesthetics. So, yeah, it's just going to be a lot of radiators in different rooms. The only trouble with oil-filled radiators, like storage heaters, is that if it suddenly gets too warm, you, you can't get rid of the heat, can you? No. I mean, it's going to take, I should imagine, a few days, possibly even weeks, to sort of settle down to what we think is a good temperature. And I'm also yeah. of the be- I'm very much of the belief that it's better to keep something at an, at an ambient temperature constantly 24-7 than it is to go hot and cold and hot and cold and turn it off at night and turn it back on in the morning. So we'll be playing a lot of games. But, of course, the other concern is this astronomically ridiculous cost that the heating's going to be this winter. So I've got yeah. to take that into account as well. Hence, only heating critical rooms. What you want is a snorkel parker. OK. Remember those? Oh, yes, I do. I'm thinking, <laughs> what's that cartoon where they all wear them? Yes, yes. Yeah. I want my, thank, thank you, Ted. I'll just give it to my mother. There you are. That's what we're wearing. Put it on and now. A, take it off in February. <laughs> and a nice blanket for your knees. <laughs> Right, feedback from the last show. What have we got? Ian Chappell. Oh, now I'm going to get my wrist slapped now. (laughs) Ian says, I have to take issue with Aidan's rant about Shazam now playing, etc. These are, of course, the software that allow you to find out what you're listening to by holding your phone to the loudspeaker. Voodoo magic, I call it. These Mm -hmm. tools are not intended to tell you who wrote a particular piece of music. They are intended to make it possible for a listener to identify the particular performance they are listening to. So, a cover version of Bohemian Rhapsody will be identified by who is performing it, as one would expect, and not as being written by Queen. And this applies equally to classical performances. Any particular orchestra may have performed the same piece of music numerous times, but a particular performance is inevitably characterised by the conductor. Hence the attribution attribution to the conductor and not the composer. The primary function of these tools is to simply identify which performance you are listening to. Yeah, Yeah, I think think you agree. I can hear from the murmurs No, I do agree with most of it, but not the the conductor bit. I think that the uh, if I was listening to a classical piece, uh, I think that the the performance is by the name of the orchestra, not the the bloke that st- it happens to st- be stood up the front. I actually disagree with that because, well, well, anyway, I mean the thing is, it's you know it could, it could go either <laughs> way. I have to say, Ian, it is a good point, well taken. Yes, I certainly concur, and I see where you're coming from. And I think the point is, I'm coming to the software differently because if I hear something that I don't know what it is, and I think, oh, that sounds nice, I'd like to know what that is i'm not necessarily interested in that very performance if i hear bohemian rhapsody it might be an awful version and yet i'll hear in it wow this is a fantastic song it's a terrible version but i love the song i wonder what it is i would rather have this is bohemian rhapsody by queen and we discussed in the last show that the term queen applies rather than this is bohemian rhapsody by ning young po cover version karaoke blah 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 so i totally i take on board what ian says and i agree with your agreeing with ian but i also think it, it would be nice to know what it is so you can then go forth and look up 
whatever you can't version put everything you want. in there. No, you, you can't. can't have, you can't have like the string of who wrote it, yes. who who's conducting it, who yeah. who originally blah blah. You know what's what's the name of the sound engineer that happens to be? So supposing in, it was an audio book. Supposing it was Harry <laughs> Potter you were listening to, and it came up saying this is Harry Potter by Stephen Fry because it's Stephen Fry what read the audio book. Well, it isn't. It's Harry Potter by J.K. Rowling read by Stephen Fry. But I mean, yeah. this is an argument that could go on forever. So this is tricky. There are examples where it will get tricky. I do agree with you. Yeah. But I think we're talking about a musical track here. And the example you brought up last time, I think, is valid, which is a song from chess performed by Elaine Page. And I would expect, differently to you, I would expect it to say um, chess by Elaine Page. End of story. And that's all I need to know. But you want to know who wrote it or what the, 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 the thing is about and all the background. Yeah, well, not even all the background, just the fact that it's chess by ABBA. That's what I'd like to know. Not by uh, by to me means who? ABBA? Yeah, ABBA? Bjorn Ulvaeus and Benny Anderson wrote chess. Yeah, but that's not ABBA. Well, that's, there again, okay, I was just okay. I was just trying not to. <laughs> I was trying to avoid having to say Bjorn Ulvaeus. <laughs> <laughs> it, it is a tricky one, but the, the thing is, to me, the word by means created by. But there you go. I think it's... I, I, I accept what Ian yeah, says, po- and I think the, it's just the, so difficult. It's so difficult. The performance is created by Elaine Page. <sighs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on. How about a square f- flashlight? Actually, it's not square. It's oblong. Oh, yes, this is fun and weird. Um, it, it's, we're a bit early, really, to be doing flashlights. We normally do this in the winter, but anyway... Oh, I've, no, I've... but we're a week ahead of behind when we didn't record last time when we were really doing it and so we're not now. So it might now. be snowing, yeah. yes. Um, <laughs> This is the Wuben X1 Falcon flashlight. Oh, that one. um, In the show notes, I'm linking to a really exhaustive review from this website, which seems to do exhaustive reviews, called zeroair.org. Anyway, it looks like it's a great-looking beastie, and it's called the um, X1 Falcon, and... It it just looks really really interesting. It it's got these two. Do you remember those um, batteries we spoke about before, which are um, well, I thought they were really hard to get, but apparently they're not. They 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 they're not quite AA size. That's right. They're yes. Slightly different. Yes. I think they're called um, twenty seven hundred or, or something. Anyway, the, some gobbledygook name. Um, anyway, this this torch looks like an absolute beast. It's you know throw it around the place like a Nokia XR twenty. It, it's not going to come to any damage. Built to kind of military specs. It's got industrialised screws around the outside. And, um, oh, I like you know, an industrialised screw. <laughs> um, Matron. And it just looks amazing. And, uh, you know, all the fancy stuff, you can... Um, it's got these strong LED lights on the front yeah. and all the rest of it. And um, battery lasts really well and blah, 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 blah. And it's this interesting oblong shape. What are those three... Those. Oh, yeah, it's got a fan. That's right. So, <laughs> oh, goodness. <laughs> if it gets too hot, it fans itself down. Oh, anyway. how sweet. And it's got a fabulous Star Wars sounding name as well, if you're a geek. So yeah, there you go. Yeah. And it charges by USB-C. Um, and so, yeah, that's the only um, downside, really, is the battery arrangements. I'd much yeah, rather but if it recharges, it, it doesn't really matter, does it? As long as they well, they do- have a good shelf life. No, it, it does, because um, you might be out in the outer Oh, and you can swap them over. Yes, indeed. And Sorry. you'd be able to go to a shop and buy some AAs. Yes, OK. And not look for a library to plug in your charger. <laughs> oh, shut up in the back, yes. yes. <laughs> a library. Anyway, oh, go. Ted, you're showing your age there, sir. <laughs> The Wuben X1 Falcon. I like it. Pow. How much it is? Sorry? I, uh, it was an aside. I said, I wonder how much it is. Oh, I see. I thought, oh, I, okay. <laughs> I have no idea. I'd moved on to the next item already. Yeah. Well, you tell us in a moment what this flashlight might cost while I tell you about Pouch or the little that I can. I discovered a Chrome extension. Uh, listeners may remember that I was quite overwhelmed when I discovered the extension, the name of which I've forgotten again, that you put into Amazon that gives you a price comparison over recent history. Um, go on, you're supposed to Keeper. jump in there. That's one. Thank you, Keeper. So um, I found another one which is somewhat similar. It's called Pouch. And the idea of this one is, you know, when you're shopping 
and you come to the checkout and you think, oh, I wonder if there's any coupons or vouchers that could be applied here, especially if the website's offering you. Pla- paste your voucher here. And then you go on, then you start going on the web looking for vouchers. And you're at tedsalmon.com and you think, oh, I'm going to buy this wonderful nail file from tedsalmon.com. Let's see if there's any vouchers. And you type into Google tedsalmon.com vouchers and you get myriads of adverts and pages and things wanting to install on your computer and you think, oh, sod this for a game of soldiers and then you just buy it anyway. Pouch is supposed to eliminate all that. Pouch is a little extension that sits in the top corner or the bottom corner, depending on your preference of, of your taskbar, on your computer and tells you all by itself, nice and quickly and swiftly and easily, if there is or is not a voucher available. Now, I've only had the chance to try this once and there were no vouchers, so I can't really speak of it much <laughs> except to say it was there and when I got to the checkout I asked pouch are there any or oh, I didn't even have to ask actually I just clicked on the pouch icon and immediately popped up and said there are no two coupons available for this site which is itself a useful piece of information because it saves me going through the rigmarole of, of, of manually looking for one so um, I, I've heard good things about it and you've linked us to a review that seems to, to, to favour it well so I think it's a, a good extension to have if you're shopping online and you're interested in finding coupons that might save you some pennies you ought to try it on amazon uk if you do that you get tons of them so much so that you you've got to kind of work through and see which ones could possibly be applying to 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 what you're doing i don't like the i don't like these things i have to admit i don't i don't I, i don't like the whole kind of hot deals uk kind of thing and sharing my data with third parties on the way to um, a basket of another company, and I, I just, I know that you can save money doing this, and uh, I, I don't know. I, I just would rather things were straightforward. I, wheedling around back alleys to try and get to saving yourself two pound fifty. I, I, t- I, t- I t- well, the, the point of pouch, I think, is to try to avoid the back alleys. But I certainly agree with you in principle. I've never ever liked, for instance, bartering, bargaining. I want to yeah. know this costs X amount, and that's what it costs, and you either pay pay for it or you don't. I don't like, oh, let's cut a deal. No, let's not cut a deal. Yeah, yeah, Just tell yeah. me what it costs. If I can afford it, I'll pay for it. If I can't, I won't. I wish the world was yeah. like that. It seems that we're, we're in the minority there because everyone else wants to do it the other way. Yes. And are happy to go bartering and bidding and, yes. you know, um, uh, and haggling for things. And I, I just can't be bothered. I'd rather not have it. If I was on one of these market bazaars and I was given the first high price, I'd pay it. I would just yeah, say, OK, exactly. there you are. Or I wouldn't. You know. <laughs> or, or you wouldn't. Yeah. yeah. You'd say, no, I'm not it's, I'm life away. would be so much easier, wouldn't it? This is also, don't forget, this is also a Chrome extension. And there are allegedly security issues to do with Chrome extensions. Right. About, um, you know, the kind of back holes to get into your Chrome and to start weaving about through these companies. I mean, hopefully Google are looking after that these days. But just, just bear that in mind, that's all. When you install a Chrome extension, make sure you know whose it is and yes. where it's coming yes. from. Yes. S-K-W-R-L. You know what that stands for? Squirrel. (laughs) Incidentally, I couldn't find a price for that Wuben X1. Swedish Kroners World Release Language. No, I got lost. Listen, listen, (laughs) listen. I couldn't find... I'm, I'm feeding back for you. Pay attention. I couldn't find a price for the Wuben X1 Falcon... Ah, thingy. yes, yes. So, so I'm assuming that it may not be on sale yet. Anyway, back to your squirrel. Squirrel. Is it squirrel? I said that. You weren't listening. <laughs> you were busy telling me off. <laughs> uh, right. This is a leak-proof, insulated, stainless steel lunchbox. An ergonomic, insulated, leak-proof, stainless steel lunchbox, oh. as I just said. Yeah. <laughs> Designed for both outdoor adventures and everyday use. This looks like an interesting um, little um, uh, lunchbox, which has got... It, it looks very much like a flask, really. It's got two layers, so the outside is this kind of plastic that doesn't get hot, and the inside of it has got this stainless steel inside thingy, and you put a lid on that. And there's even... In the lid, in the inside of the lid, there's even some cutlery. Some they, It looks very basic cutlery, but, it, you know... You, yes. If you're out on the top of Snowdonia somewhere, it might come in handy, I suppose. Um, and there's no library to pop into and ask for yeah, some property, yes. Exactly. <laughs> and, and you can keep things hot and cold in it, like a flask. Um, so whichever one you've got. Um, and it's twin-walled. The only thing I couldn't understand about it, 
actually, was the fact that the inside plastic pot thingy that you put your food in is collapsible. I couldn't understand. I couldn't quite see the point of that. You know, collapsible. Oh, as like in, these cups. Like that, a, yeah, yeah. Like, like a laundry basket. Yeah. Collapsible one. Yeah. Um, and I couldn't see quite why, because the stainless steel bit of it is a fixed size. Yes. So why would you want to shrink up the size of the plastic bit on the in the? Anyway, it looks very interesting. A flask for your lunch instead of a flask for your another way of doing it. Fifty-two quid. Not bad at all. Roger North fed, feeds back. He says this looks interesting and could probably be used on an induction hob if you ran Ooh. out of saucepans. Wow, but not with the Ooh. plastic bit, surely. But I find it very difficult to believe that it would keep anything very hot or cold for more than an hour or two based on experience with my twin wall stainless steel mug which admittedly hasn't got a twin wall lid, just a thick plastic one. It's the Nuvanti Beer Mug. Oh, yeah. Link in the show notes. It's brilliant, he says in capital letters, and I use it all the time for hot and cold drinks, but not simultaneously, <laughs> I presume. It's even just the right size to slot a can of beer into, so the mug acts as a holder and insulation for the beer. Oh, fiendish. Currently £16 at Amazon seller, but £10 when I got it. I got one of these. On the back of Roger North's um, bit in the MeWe Yes. Group, I got one of these, and it's here. It's here, right here with me now. Oh, I can hear you it can, clinking, yes. You can, you can hear that it's um, it's very kind of tinny. It looks like it, a space-age version of a traditional old beer keller beer mug. It's rather yeah. fun. Uh, a, a tankard. A tankard, looks, but in space-age silver. Yeah, yeah. And it, it just looks really. Um, it, it has. I, I've been using it for the best part of a week now. Oh, sorry, a fortnight. Yeah. Now that you're oh, yes, indeed. The, uh, you will have um, been using it. <laughs> <laughs> and it does indeed keep hot drinks hotter than um, you know they would be in other mugs. It has got this plastic lid, lid as Roger says, but it, it's not really. It, that's so that you don't leak stuff out while you're moving from your yes. car to your office and stuff. Not to to you know if you turn it upside down, it'll all come out. Um, but it does keep cold drinks colder. I've tried that as well. You can also put it into the freezer, believe it or not. So you freeze the, the, the thing in the freezer and then put your can of beer or whatever in it or your cold drink in it afterwards and it keeps it colder yeah. longer. It is actually really good. I'm very impressed with it. I didn't think I would like the stainless steel particularly on my lips while I'm drinking from it. But but actually it's okay. I'm not really that bothered about that, uh, it seems. And it's it's just really nice. I, I think it's a it, for ten quid. It's a good bargain for sixteen quid. Maybe not so much, but um, yeah, it's nice. And you can feel if you put a hot drink in it, you can feel that the top of the um, mug is hot, and the bottom of the mug is not hot at all, and the middle of it is somewhere in between. So you can see you can see how the the the, the twin wall thing is working. Um, yeah, I really like it, and it's a good shout, Roger. Thank you for that. Um, and uh, yes, it, it, um, it, it, I shall continue. Using it reminds it. me; it's a bit like a beer version of. Did you remember the Contigo? I've just put a link in our recording notes for you. Do you remember there was the Contigo um, thermal mug, which yeah. um, Chris Kelly and I both have and speak very highly of? It seems a bit like very much similar to that. Um, yeah, a sort of th tin thermos, yeah. a thermos mug. I think mine yeah. is tin as well. Is it? In any what, case, on the outside, yes. stainless steel. Actually, come to think of it, stainless steel, in this case, is not stainless. I don't know where the stainless steel comes from, but looking at this mug, it's stained on the inside with coffee. I don't know. I don't see how... How does <laughs> how it, it be stainless? As, yeah, <laughs> if it stains, it can't be stainless, yeah, can my it? stainless mug is stained. I want my money back. <laughs> uh, oh, dear. So anyway, now, listen. I promise you I'm not swearing. There's no need to get offended or beep anything out. I want to tell you about a product called Muck Off. <laughs> Muck Off. Muck. M-U-C. It's obviously a pun. It is the Muck Off antibacterial screen cleaner. Apparently, Muck Off do various products for removing muck. There's a surprise. From uh, apparently motorbikes are, uh, is one that we've heard of in the group. There's been a short discussion in MeWe. I jumped onto MeWe because not long ago, 
uh, my dear brother uh, passed on to me. Uh, you may remember we actually talked about this some months ago, a touch screen monitor. He's got a Dell touch screen yeah. monitor, which I borrowed from him for a while and then yeah. gave back to him saying, I don't think I have use for this. It sat in his house doing absolutely muck all <laughs> uh, until, <laughs> until he finally said, listen, you might as well have it, Aiden, because I'm not using it. So I've got it on my desk. But because it had sat around doing nothing, it was filthy and it was filthy beyond just how a screen gets dirty. You know, it'd been sat at floor level, really picking up dirt and gripe and, gripe and grime. So I wanted to find a way of cleaning it safely. I got on the group. There were some very kind suggestions and thoughts from members. And eventually I settled on this stuff. It comes in a 250 milliliter bottle, which is extortionate. I mean, the, I've cleaned several screens with it now and I've barely touched the surface. Um, but I got this stuff and with a little trepidation, I did as instructed and sprayed it onto a microfiber cloth and carefully wiped around the screen and blow me, was it good? Oh, I mean, really, I mean, chalk and cheese. And this definitely is better than other products because I had already tried just the cloth. I had already tried glasses, cleaners, wipes. I had already tried spit and polish and nothing, nothing came close to how good this stuff was. I was absolutely gobsmacked to the point that I then immediately proceeded to clean my other three monitors on my in my studio, which were equally dazzling and wonderful. I then rushed off to my mother's room and cleaned her monitor and proceeded to run around the house like some little elf with this toy. And I ended up cleaning our TV screen in the in the living room as well. And it's wonderful. And I wanted to wait a while. Um, of course, I've waited another week as well, haven't I, in the, in the course of recording this. But I, I wanted to make sure that all my screens didn't suddenly turn yellow and start cracking at the corners or something. But no, uh, a week or two has gone by since I did this. Um, in a certain light, I can see on the touch monitor some slight smudginess, but I'm pretty certain that that's actually nothing to do with this muck off cleaner it's actually more to do with the fact that the screen was so filthy beyond filth it's probably not you know that's just the screen i'm very very impressed and i'm very very pleased and there's enough here to last me and my brethren the rest of our lives <laughs> and it wasn't it was even it was so nearly cheap as chips it was five pounds mm. 46 pence so almost cheap as chips as well i very highly recommend this stuff the top reviewer in the um, Amazon listing says, it's good, but the anti-glare promise on the bottle isn't quite true, and it does leave the surface slightly sticky. Oh, I didn't um, find that. Especially on a mouse, for example. Uh, um, no smell on the spray. But really, I'm, just, really, really, yes. I'm just stroking my screens as I speak, and I can't find any stickiness at all. Right, OK. Well, he's obviously a, an, a, an irritable... Yes, yes. ...cad. <laughs> But to those okay. in our manner on the fabulous MeWe group, I would say my experience of this has been fandabidorsi. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll get one of those for my dad, I think, because he loves cleaning his glasses. It's a, it's a, a pastime for him, mm -hmm. and it, this would be great for But him. if they make it smaller, get one. Or maybe, maybe I'll see if I can find a 50 milliliter bottle and siphon some off and send it to you, Ted, because no one ever is going to need 250. I mean, you could, you could, I mean, you could work in, in, in an office with 9,000 screens and you'd still have a job getting through this bottle. You haven't seen how many times my dad cleans glasses. Okay, well, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> right, the Breville Jewel Oven Air Fryer Pro is next. Okay. And the only reason I really... I mean, we know, we've talked about air fryers before, so we don't need to go into the details of the air fryer so much. The the, the interesting thing about, thing about this one, at 420 quid, incidentally, is that you can talk to it. You'll love this. You, you can talk to it um, like you can with the Google <laughs> Assistant and the Amazon What's It. And you can tell it what to cook and how long to cook cook it for. It's just basically a home appliance that, that plugs into the whole kind of home thing. And, you know, absolutely no need for you to do it, but it's just clever that someone's thought about this and is doing it, and you can just speak to it and tell it what to do. <laughs> you see, I can't criticise this. I would be so two-faced if I were to say a word against this but I think yeah. it's daft. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. 
Oh dear! I tell. I'm put. I'm putting. Um, right, you say keyword. I'm putting in a seven-pound chicken. Um, please cook it until it's crispy brown. <laughs> Righto then, Ted. I'll do that for you. Stand, sit back. It's bonkers. <laughs> the world has gone bonkers. Yeah, I tell you what I yeah. wanted to do. I wanted to do something, but you know, I you know I like to be old-fashioned and go out in the garden and use my hands and build things and have fun and solve problems. Um, with this horrendous, horrible hot weather we've been having, um, my thermostats outside, which I think are moderately accurate, I've got two. I've got um, two. Well, I've got two out there in the garden, and one of them is already in the shade. Uh, the one in the shade was giving a fairly accurate representation, but the one in the sun at one point was telling us that the temperature was 42 degrees outside. Now, this was the mental hot day when it did reach 40. Yeah, we, we spoke about this on the last yeah. show last yeah. week. I mean, two yes, weeks indeed, ago. three weeks ago. Um, <laughs> Um, yeah, it was actually 40 outside, but it was telling me 42. And I thought, well, two degrees is a heck of a difference. I want to sort this out. I did some research. I discovered the Stevenson screen. Now, I'm sure we've all noticed um, at some point driving past a field or out, uh, out and about. We've seen these things. They look like tiny little wooden little wooden houses with slatted sides. This yeah. is a Stevenson screen. It's a box. It's something like, oh, I don't know, in old money, a sort of a foot and a half square. And inside that box will be your very expensive Met Office weather equipment, including thermometer. And the idea of the Stevenson screen box is that it shields the equipment from the harsh rays of the sun. It keeps them in the shade, in inverted commas, but it also allows airflow through the box so it doesn't actually heat up artificially inside. So the inside atmosphere and temperature uh, is this is representative of the outside and it protects the equipment at the same time and I thought oh why can't I get one of those even though I haven't got a very expensive thermometer at least if I could put it in a Stevenson screen then I'd get a more accurate uh, reading the only thing I could find for for sale on any legitimate website was Amazon of course and it was a small Cheap, but expensive, but I use the term cheap as in not very good, plastic thing, I suppose about about sort of 20, 25, 30 centimetres tall, um, about 10, 15 centimetres wide, a sort of tubular affair made of plastic, really not what I was wanting at all. And I thought, no, this is just going to be pointless. I jumped onto eBay where I did find one proper, really lovely looking Stevenson screen, exactly what I wanted at the unfathomable price of £575. So I thought, <laughs> OK, I won't be buying that. I think the only thing to do is to make one. But I wanted to bring it up um, just to see what your thoughts were. It would be lovely if one were available. I did look on uh, on, on um, YouTube, build your own Stevenson screen, and I found a video. And But, I mean, it was a skilled carpenter with all the lathe and the tools. And, you know, I mean, I could have got through to stage one and a half and then thrown my hands up in horror and said, I can't do this. Um, so I'm not quite sure how I'm going to proceed. But I would love to have a Stevenson screen if I could but find one that didn't cost half a, half a grand. Well, that one on Amazon for £12.75 sounds like it's ludicrously cheap to be possibly doing what it, the, the other ones would do at 500 quid. But having said that, it, it reviews well yeah. and people say it works and um, you can get the data from it and you can strap it where you like outside. It might be for £12.75. It might be worth trying. It might be if point. I get off my snob horse and just give it a yeah. shot. Yes, Just give it a go and actually see because you might find that it's the bargain of the century. Yeah. And it does the job perfectly. And even though it doesn't quite look like a Met Office nice beehive box. Beehive. Um, now, why it, didn't I think of that? Because I'm an idiot. Ooh. Of course. You've just <laughs> summed up my entire pricey in two words. Thank you, Ted. Beehive. That's what I want. I, I think it's worth a try. I think you should get one from Amazon. £12.75. Take one for the show. Oh, dear me. Before you before you go and spend loads more money or or make one. Actually, I think it's you, Heath Robinson. You want to make one, don't you? Well, do you? you know what, Ted? The funny thing is I've just typed Beehive into Amazon and up they come. <laughs> Not Stevenson screens, but a lot of wooden Beehive box-like buildings that, yeah, that, that boxes yeah. that could be could do the trick. Yeah, I'll do some research and I'm uh, okay. if I don't end up keeping bees, then <laughs> I'll probably buy that 12 quid <laughs> one from Amazon and see how I get on with it. I think it'll be worth a try. I'd, I'd be really interested in the feedback if you got one. I, I shall um, do that, sir. For, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. 
Right. Have you ever heard of boiler juice? Oh, no. Sounds I don't think like I a, want to try some of <laughs> thing, doesn't it? No. no. Ian Barton says, our central heating is um, run from an oil-fired boiler. Ah. The boiler juice website scans all the suppliers locally, a bit like your Chrome extension, and gets a price for the quality, of, sorry, the quantity of oil oh, you want okay. to buy. It saves quite a bit of time, and quotes seem to be the same as you would get by visiting and trailing around each supplier's website. So, boiler juice, Ian says, jump in there first if you want to, uh, to, to buy oil at the best price. Uh, we used to have oil-fired central heating. It seems like it was something from, like, last century, really. Um, because I think the world's moved on, but but well, yeah. Well, here are I about one, to buy reasons, electric oil radiators. Yeah, yeah. One of the reasons that we, um, one of the reasons that we didn't change the oil-fired boilers in our um, care home, particularly, I'm thinking of, was because it was going to cost so much money to to convert it. But they're so mucky and horrible. Yeah. <clears throat> when you look inside one of those things, uh, which we did, it's just oh, horrible. Oh, you wouldn't want to have it, a leak, you know, would you? Dirty, yuck, yuck. no. Ugh. But I take Ian's point. Anyway. I mean, and, uh, for instance, for flights, I always go to a website called Skyscanner that will do the yep. similar thing, and it will look at all the flight options and give you the best deals. You can then say, ah, oh, right, OK, so EasyJet is offering the best price. You then go to EasyJet and actually do your deed on the official yeah, website. Yeah, yeah, so, yes, yeah. I, I, I thoroughly agree with Ian there, yes. That kind of um, website to do the search for you is, is very useful. Boiler juice. Andrew Manning, no connection, <laughs> brings us watch <laughs> cases for storage. Now, I should clarify, Andrew's not referring to a watch case, as you and I would think of a watch case, or oh, I've just bought a new watch, it's come in a lovely little case. Andrew's talking about watch cases that you might see in a jeweller shop, i.e. six or 12 watches in a single case. He says, storing just about anything you like in a watch case, it actually works very well. I bought the case from Amazon, selection linked in the show notes. I can get to things easily, it avoids things getting entangled, and I don't need to look for them. Excellent little storage solution. Yeah, I mean, I went through a phase of this, if you remember, during COVID, of wanting to store things in the garage and buying little boxes and storage things. And this this is very nice. This looks more like a sort of storage thing you'd keep in your bedroom or your office or on the desk, for instance. Um, but very nice. Lift the lid yeah. and everything is there presented in front of take you. Away, yeah, you need to take away those um, watch thingies, don't you? You just take them yes, out. Yes, the little things out. that hold the watches yeah. in. Yeah, and then you've just yeah, got a so series of compartments that yeah, you can put all yeah. sorts of weenie things into. That's a really good idea, isn't it? Whatever works is what I say. Thank you, Andrew. Indeed. Right. Um, I'm going to try and pronounce this now. Crocoon. Is that right? It is right. (laughs) The inflatable tent with air beam technology, a lightweight inflatable tent that features a water resistant exterior and air beam technology enabling it to be set out in less than 67 60 seconds launched by kickstarter 300 blah 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 274 quid now the idea of this is that you've got this tent thingy which is deflated and you get your foot pump out when you arrive at your campsite and the air it doesn't take at first i thought it would just take forever to pump up but it doesn't because the air only goes through oh, what would have been the clever. poles and and so so it, it goes up through the poles, poles inverted commas, and it, it forms the shape of the thing, and the canvas just kind of f- f- flops out as it so were. So then you don't it. have to travel it, any poles either. It must make the thing no, beautiful to travel exactly. with. Yeah, absolutely. And it just goes up just a few pumps. Well, they say 60 seconds. A few pumps and the thing's up because the the poles, inverted commas, are actually not poles. They're tubes full of air. Fantastic idea. It is. I I, I love that. Gareth Williams says, we've had an air beam for a few years now and I can't speak highly enough of the technology. Recently used Mm. in the wilds of Scotland. As good as the day it was purchased. Oh, goodness. Do you know, I can't remember the last time I spent a night in a tent. I must have been a child. It's just not something what I've done. Have have you camped uh, in your adulthood? Yeah, 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 I have. Um, We we used to have a, um, you know, a proper big family tent, um, me and an ex-girlfriend, and went camping quite a lot, and we really enjoyed it. It was good fun, Um, before we moved on to motorhomes and caravans and stuff. So, yeah, it's really good. But, yeah, get it on your back. and Mind you, when you're going walking around and camping, you do have to have good knees. Yes, yes. Ian Barton led a discussion in the group yeah. this week 
where he had a nasty crash oh, on his you know, bike. I was just going to politely let you get away with, I thought, knees? Poor Ted, he must be tired. But OK, I see the point now. <laughs> Ian Barton, no, no. no Ian Barton crashed on his bike and did his knee in. And so he was not able to go camping. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> come on, come on, try and keep up. But he did recommend the Neo G knee Oh, the support, Neo, which... there's a gag there. <laughs> oh, yeah, there is. That must be them. Anyway, the Neo G knee support, fifteen ninety nine on yeah. Amazon. Um, he recommends thoroughly. My mum had one of these, actually, when she had her... Um, her baker's cyst thingy done, mm-hmm. and she she it wasn't exactly this make, but she she it worked really really well for yeah. her. Um, so you just say this is uh, a this is a, a, a something you strap tightly onto your leg yeah, to hold your yeah. knee in position, as it were. And it's got a hole in the front to poke your cartilage yes. through, or whatever. We'll come to cartilage in a minute. Um, which then the, the discussion then rolled into this stuff called Dulac Arnica gel, ah, um, yes, and I also Voltarol pain relief gel. So, so Dulac Ar- Arnica gel and Voltarol pain relief gel is what Ian also used to help him with this recovery from this crash he had on his push bike, as well as this Neo G knee support. It was an interesting little um, article and and discussion that went on from there. Um, which ended up in Chris Kelly also talking about um, this cartilage stuff. Hydrogel, which outperforms cartilage, which could be in human knees by 2023. We'll put a link in the show notes to that. But it is a, an article in the, in the newspaper about this stuff that is going to make um, replacing cartilages and knees much, much easier, much quicker to do. And um, if you if you drill down and read into it, you can see that it's it's this, this stuff that just makes the whole thing much more... Um, user-friendly and and not kind of what it used to be in the old days anyway there it is a whole discussion on knees and ways in which to relieve the pain and hopefully ian you've recovered from your nasty indeed and all the best to you sir my mother um had a knee replacement and very sadly was one of the minority of people who continue to have trouble afterwards and arnica and volterol she's used often and to great effect so yes i can speak highly of those two and also, you can take, um, apparently, you can use Voltarol gel, even if you're on heart medication, um, which pricked my ears up, because I thought you couldn't use ibuprofen and that kind of Voltarol thing if you were on, um, you know, what's it called? You know, warfarin. Um, but apparently you can, um, and it doesn't work in the same way, because if you're on warfarin, you can't take ibuprofen um, and um, anti-inflammatories. But that's another topic. I have no idea what you're talking about. Jolly good. Keep it that way. Still using, still using. I'm still using a volume knob that I bought on Amazon some time ago, and it's really very good. Um, I bought a volume control for my mother for her computer, and um, over the course of time, oh, you may yeah. remember that. And in I fact, do, she, yeah. she's turned out not to need it. She prefers to, she, to to use the mouse and control it through through the screen. So I've inherited it. It's now back in my studio, and it's a very dinky little thing. So between my mom and I, we're still using it. When when do we do this? May 2021, show 138. Yeah. It's the Coudier US. USB volume control knob, £21.99, so 22 quid. Not cheap, but it's very nice. I think it could be a tiny bit heavier because it sits on the desk. It might ha- might benefit from a bit more heft. But other than that, it's very nice. It's well made. It's got a nice chintzy little totally useless blue LED on it. It's got a mute function. It's a, it's a big fat um, uh, knob. Um, oh, matron. Uh, you press it down to mute or to unmute and you turn it left or right to adjust the volume. Uh, I do find you have to turn it a lot. I wish it was a little quicker or better still, I wish there was a software adjustment so you can control how quickly or it does or doesn't work. But it has... Um, Ah, oh, what's the word? There's a little... Ah, there's increments. As you turn it, it's like a cog. You can feel a very slight haptic click, 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 yeah. uh, like some mice have on their wheel. So that's very... Yeah. That's nice. So you can sort of feel that you're getting an accurate turn in one one direction or the other. And as I say, it requires quite a lot of turning, which is good in that it gives you a fine degree of um, accuracy, but bad if you want to suddenly go from zero up to a certain level. You've got to find yourself turning and turning and turning. But I like it very much, and it ma- it sits next to my stream deck, um, which we've talked about 
about many times and oft on the show, and it matches that beautifully. It's got that nice sort of black, slightly shiny, silvery modern look. Uh, suits the equipment on my desk, and I'm very happy with it. Very good. Um, I do remember that, and I was tempted to buy one, but I decided that I could get one by other means, and the Stream Deck does the job for me with buttons. But it's all choices. It's all good Absolutely. stuff. Absolutely. I'm... I'm bringing the Heat Guardian heat-resistant gloves, which we spoke about in October 17, 17. believe it or not. Goodness. Well, on whatever works, 46. And these um, oven gloves are really, really good. They they somehow have this stuff built into them that protects your heat, your your hands from any, whatever you're touching from the oven. And it does really well compared to most oven gloves. They just stand so much more heat. They claim, the makers claim, up to 932 Ooh, degrees Fahrenheit. I'm whatever that is these. in centigrade um and they um are yeah that's it really and they've continued to, to work i mean over the course of the years yeah, they've, yeah they've... They, the, the 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 only thing you've got to be careful about is that when they're wet you don't hold anything oh hot yes when they're wet the water because, will conduct yeah 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 it just yeah that's right you you, you burn yourself then all right but they you, we chucked them in the washing machine numerous times lots and lots of times work absolutely fine and they feel like they're you know when you handle them they feel like they're solid yeah they've, they've done really well we've had them for five years now and they're still as good as day one i'm very very tempted ted either this was before my time or old age and senility are kicking in and i don't remember <laughs> but i don't have any recollection of these but i really do like the look of them sir so i might be buy myself a pair of those thank you uh, how much are they uh, i'm having a look they're going to cost me 13 pounds 99 pence yeah that's cheaper than they were when we got them <laughs> but uh, yeah some things go up and some things go down and here is a jingle the talk of the town <laughs> completely, completely. pointless Kath Evans reckons that two megapixel so-called macro lenses on mobile phones are completely <laughs> pointless. Well, I think actually um, I, I do take your point, and for for doing macro photography, you're right; they are completely useless. But um, they're they're actually employed by phones, I think, more in a kind of depth information collecting capacity. But yes, I do. And to call them a macro lens instead of saying what it is, it's a depth collecting lens, then it's absolutely right. The other thing that I wanted to just talk about was the useless hey, box. I don't know if you remember I these. I do remember, remember these? these. This is this box. Well, you, you described well, it's, it. Well. <laughs> it's just fabulous. It's a box with a switch on it. And you... Approach the box with your finger and you turn on the switch. And the moment you've turned on the switch, half of the top of the box lifts up and a little, I mean, I could describe it as a finger, a little piece of plastic or wood or whatever they've chosen to make it, comes out and switches off the switch. And then the little door closes again. And that's it. That's what happens. You turn the switch on and the box turns the switch off again for you. And I've seen these where they've been made. They've really anthropomorphised it. They've made it look like a little man in the box pushing his finger out. Or they've done it with the paw of a cat. And, you know, or the one that you've linked us to is perfectly fine. It's 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 quite clearly just nothing. It's just a piece of plastic that comes out. And I just love the idea that you turn on the switch and the box turns it off again. Now, in this respect, Ted, I can agree with you. It is completely <laughs> yeah. pointless unless you accept that the happiness and the joy and the childish yeah, yeah. stupidness that is created by this has some worth to it because it makes yeah, me yeah, smile. Exactly. <laughs> the, 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 the use, you can argue, which doesn't make it pointless, is... Um, the fun. The, the, the humour and the yeah. fun, isn't it? it I, I, the more I think about this completely pointless idea, it, it's going to be really, really hard to find things that um, are genuinely, truly completely pointless. <laughs> no, but I think it's fun to discuss. I mean, as I said at the beginning, I'm too pedantic for this section because even if I 
do find something pointless, there's the pedantic side of me that will start to look for good reasons for having it in existence. But yeah. that's fine. So we can bat things back and forth. But I can't agree with this. This I, I, I would put this into I want one of those. <laughs> Once or twice, yeah. I've actually been within a gnat's whisker of clicking the button and buying it. And then I've thought better and stepped back from the brink. But I would love to have one of these. It would just be so, the sort of thing. You know, we've talked about these fiddle things, uh, fiddle cubes and stuff. Yeah. I'd love to have one on the desk. And every so often when you just notice it, you just reach forward and turn the switch on and the door opens and it turns the switch off again. And there's a sort of worldly satisfaction in that. Fair enough. Okay, here's some things that are not completely pointless. Well, now, this would be completely pointless if you'd allowed it to go forward, as I've written it in our show notes, at £475. <laughs> but thank you for pointing out my typo, which should, of course, have been £4.75. pence. Uh. <laughs> <laughs> you may remember that uh, a few uh, oh some some weeks ago let's leave it ambiguous um i brought swarfiga onto the show i'd spotted it i'd, yeah. I'd heard it on a television show mentioned i'd remembered swarfiga i'd gone out and ordered some well I wanted to be able to say I've used it and to review it, but I haven't. I've had no need. I haven't had dirty hands since buying it, but I've got it here. It, I've opened it. It smells lovely. I did squish some in my fingers. I won't do it again now because it's a bit messy. And it was lovely and satisfying and reminiscent of being a teenager and getting my <laughs> fingers dirty and borrowing Dad's Swarfiga. It's just lovely to have. And I thought, since it's only £475, I'd put it into cheapest chips as well. Um, so there we are. Swarfiga. I'm, I'm still singing its praises, <laughs> yeah. even even though I haven't used it yet. Yeah, yeah, very nice. I, I, well, we, we spoke about it at some length before, so we won't do it again. But um, yes, I, I do agree. It's, it's a lovely product and great nostalgia for me and as well. Chips. What about a... What, yes, indeed. What about a spoon-shaped tea bag? <laughs> no, that squeezer? could be completely pointless. <laughs> I well, yeah. I used to use one of these before the days that I've. I, when I have a cup of tea now, I leave the tea bag in the cup. I, you're gonna you're gonna cringe at that, aren't you? <laughs> but when I make a cup of tea, I leave the tea bag in the cup. And so the further you get down the thing, it's still getting all the But surely it's getting it. stronger and, and stronger until it's brewed to it, within an yes. inch of its life. Yes. Ooh, yuck. Yes. And that, yeah, I need that. <laughs> and, and, but I, that's the way I do it, and that's the way I like to do it. And um, so I, didn't, I don't actually now have the need for this, but there is this um, spoon thingy, which is, sorry, it's a, it's a, a tweezer, squeezer thingy, really. It costs three pounds ninety nine, and you can get different makes and different brands and different um, shapes of these things. But it's essentially a thing that you put into your tea um, to take the tea bag out of the cup, and you squeeze the juices Ooh. back into the cup, and then discard the um, the, the, the tea bag well, into the I... bin. It just saves you kind of getting your fingers wet or whatever. You know, first world problems. Oh, I think that, I'm going to but... buy one of these as you speak. <laughs> uh... So um, yeah, so so yeah, one use item. But this particular one is actually quite nice. It's got the word "tea" in the in the actual straining bit. Yeah, yeah, it's nice. It's like in it. my basket, Ted. Thank you for that. <laughs> I want one. I want one. I want one. I want one of those. Okay, what do you want this week, sir? This 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 episode, sir. <laughs> This episode, I don't think that I have an I want one of those because I'm very, very satisfied. Oh, oh well, then, shall I tell you what I want? Yeah. <laughs> I don't, I mean, I found this, I think I actually found this while we were still on air or we'd just finished recording the last show. I happened to stumble, just out of the blue, on a... <laughs> Sorry, I was a bit thrown there. I stumbled... Let me see... <laughs> Stop Dear stumbling around. As I was reading, the notes disappeared as Ted was editing well, from Wales. Well, let me tell you. <laughs> let me tell you what's going on. Was that I had an item in. I want one of those, and I was going to um, launch into it, but it's quite a big one, and we're nearly up to an hour. And I thought, right, I'll just pretend that I haven't yeah. got one. But now you spoiled the yeah, whole but the party. The thing is, as you removed it, that meant that what I was reading on my screen suddenly disappeared. <laughs> Oh, oh dear. dear, you see, we're countries apart and we're still arguing. <laughs> right, listen, I discovered the mother of all model helicopters. 
This claims to be the world's largest RC Airwolf Black Bell model helicopter. Well, I, I mean, I don't know what an RC Airwolf Black Bell is, except it's got a wonderful name. Uh, <laughs> but it's a helicopter. And it's that's all it is. It's a helicopter. It's a model helicopter. Um, I should have written down the size. I didn't make a note of it. But it must be something like, what, two, three, probably three metres in length. And the wingspan must be pushing three metres as well. It's big. Astonishingly, it only weighs 25 kilograms. And, and I found a YouTube video of an air show and this chap sort of, you know, putting it together and setting it all up and then flying it. And it was just lovely. And it's got little wheels that retract after it's taken off and come out again when it's going to land. Not only does it look like a real helicopter, and as I watched it, I thought, my goodness, you can see how films do it now. I wonder how many films we've watched thinking we're seeing a real helicopter. And then, in fact, it's a model one. Um, it also sounds like a real helicopter. It would just be so much fun to have one. I don't want to actually own one. I'd have nowhere to put it. I certainly don't want to spend the no doubt thousands of pounds such a thing would cost to buy. Um, but again, it would be great fun to just, you know, have a friend who has one and go out to a field one day on a fine day and just have the fun of either flying it oneself or watching him fly it and experience this huge model helicopter. And then, of course, the curse of YouTube. Once you open one video, that's Pandora's box for the day. I found another one. I found a jet. I actually found uh, the same thing again. Um, it was a it was a mo Sorry, I'm trying to find it as I speak. It was a model jet. And it seems to be literally jets. I mean, genuine. It has jet engines in it and it flies like a jet plane. But again, it's something like three or four metres in length. And this thing, I mean, again, the guy sent it up into the sky and flew it around. And it, and it, even like the Red Arrows, he had it um, sending out plumes of smoke. And it was just, again, barking, but so much fun that one would love to experience it. So in a kind of a way, I want both of those. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It makes you wonder what um, what you've got to do to be licensed. I, how big has a helicopter got to be to be actually That's an That's a aircraft? very good point, because you can buy a have toy you one, can't you? You can go to Hamlet's and buy a toy yeah, helicopter yeah, and fly it in your back garden. Exactly. So there must be some sort of limit where you've got to have a pilot's license yes. or whatever to actually do this stuff. And, and maybe it falls into the whole same thing as the drones. Perhaps they've, they've worked it in the same thing. But, yeah, it does look like great fun. You're right. If you had a friend, um, male or female, who had one of these out in a field one day, it would be great fun to go and be a part of it and see it happening and, and play about with it if, if they would let you um, Well, I think they it. wouldn't because looking at the jet engine one on YouTube, it does tell you that it's £70,000. So, yeah, I, yeah. I mean, I think you'd, it would be a very um, trustworthy friend if they put the control in your hand and said, you have a go. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. Uh, incidentally, the um, RC Airwolf Black Bell is um, 4.25 metres. Four metres, goodness. In, in, in length. And the diameter of the, the, the blade is 3.74 okay, metres. Right. So, so, you, so you're not no. far off with your estimate. Well, you, there's a picture of a bloke stood next to it. And you can see that it's, it's a real yes, big Yes, and size. if you watch the video, I, what I found fascinating watching the video is when it's on the ground and people are standing next to it and you can see it next to a car, you can realise how small it is. But as soon as it takes to right. the air, you could yeah, be looking at a yeah. real full-size helicopter. And again, 25 kilograms is nothing for such a beast. I mean, no. that, that's, yeah, great fun, great fun. Very good, yeah, good, good one. A good, I want one of those. I'm going to be throwing into room 101 stupid office chairs with hydraulic up and down <laughs> mechanisms that never work long enough. I know I'm a big heavy bloke, but I've, I've specifically got chairs that are designed for big heavy blokes. You know, that was the point. That's I right. I remember. I remember the whole Jubilee clip yeah. saga we went through once. Yes. Exactly. And the Jubilee clip thing um, did kind of work for a while, but even that gave up after a while. Um, so after about 18 months of a buying a chair that is guaranteed, inverted commas, to be good for like, I don't know, some ridiculous 30 stone yeah. or something... It clearly isn't. That that mechanism just doesn't work long term. 
And I, so I, I've given up, really. Room 101 for stupid hydraulic chairs. Why can't we go back to, like in the old days, this is a bit of a better before, I suppose, but in the old days, you had a four-legged chair yes, by your desk. Yes, you did. I suppose the answer is that because people want to exactly, swivel around. Exactly, there's no and wheels. It is convenient. But, I mean, my, my mother has a, has a swivel chair. I mean, my mother weighs as much as a tub of Swarfiga. I mean, she's she's very, yeah. very slight. And, and hers is also given up and keeps going down. And every so often... I have to go into a room and lift the chair up for her. So I don't think yeah. it's you personally, Ted. <laughs> no, no, it's those mechanisms. And that's what goes into room 101. They're just rubbish. Um, so I've given up now. I'm not going to throw the chair away and buy a new one <laughs> um, because I've done that twice now. And I've just what I've decided to do is just get some pillows and then put my put the pillows on the chair, let the chair go <laughs> down, just, and just raise myself up adding, manually. Oh, trying to add another pillow. <laughs> yes, okay, I get that. <laughs> so I'm sat here right this minute, as I speak to you, sat on two bed pillows. <laughs> <laughs> what else, sir? Right, um, Sam, Amazon, I've done this one before, I'll be quick. Amazon selling fake oh, goods. Oh, yes. In this case, the Tassimo coffee pods again. The, the other day, I did the same thing again. I put the one of these pods in my um, Tassimo machine, which is now in the bin, incidentally. The whole machine, I've given up. Um, and it exploded again. And I'm not going to pay the stupid Tesco and Sainsbury's amounts of money for the Tassimo coffee pods, because they're too much. Um, the, the, the reason they're cheap on Amazon is because they're fakes. They're crap. They don't work. And so I have, I've chucked it in my bin. I, do you remember the, um, my Bodum cafetiere yes, that I brought yes. to the show? Really nice cafetiere. I don't know why I don't use it. So that's what I'm doing now. I'm just going to make coffee in a the old-fashioned way or use the thing that Chris Kelly sent me, the um, Air What's It, uh, and just do it manually. And The end of Tassimo for me because of Amazon fakes. Yeah, I can't speak to coffee pods because I have, I have no experience of them, despite being the world's biggest coffeeaholic. Um, but I certainly can speak to fake goods. Yeah, it does seem to be um, sort of slowly permeating into all sorts of areas where you wouldn't expect it and websites where you'd expect trustworthy goods to appear. You can, exactly. you can get stuff that, that isn't. So, And, uh, and, and this, is, this proves itself because time and time again over the last two years, we bought Tassimo coffee pods from Amazon and they're always the ones that do this. Now, not not every batch does it, but but whenever it happens, it's always ones that come from Amazon. We've never had this happen with one from a UK supermarket. So to me, it just it smells of fake goods. And 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 furthermore, <laughs> and if, it, if it is a fake, <laughs> if it is a fake good, then it does it, um, it does make you wonder what on earth is inside the thing that you're drinking. You know what is that in there? It it, it might not be um, proper it's radiator whatever oil. coffee. <laughs> exactly, it could be anything, couldn't it? So it's a bit of a worry, really. I'm going back to my cafetiere. <laughs> I'm bringing turn. one that I've also brought on before, so I'll be extremely <laughs> brief, and I haven't got much more to say about it except that I'm continually knocked by people abusing the disabled parking bays at Tesco. Uh, my mother is disabled. We have a blue badge, and when I take my mother shopping to Tesco, I will legitimately go to a disabled space so that my mother can be as close to the store as possible. And I'm very annoyed when I see people... Now, it, I, there will be letters, because I want to say people who are not disabled. And people will react quite understandably saying, you can't always know. Not all disabilities are visible. Yes, I utterly respect that. But when you see, you know, a couple of lads in a transit van whiz up, parking at an angle, getting out, drinking their co- their, 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 uh, their Red Bull and laughing and swearing with each other and trot into Tesco together, they're not disabled. I'm sorry. You know, please, if you're not disabled... Don't use the disabled parking bays. Leave them for people who genuinely need them. Thank you. And the same goes for motorcycle bays. Thank you, which I spoke about on the last show, I think. Don't nick my moped space, you dreadful car drivers. (laughs) Last thing on the show is going to be... Oh, no, it's not. We've got one more after this. This, The last thing to go into Room 101 is... The ludicrous meat packaging that I've had to oh, face yes. recently. Room, room 101 for these nasty, outdated 
canned way of selling oh. ham. The the ones with the, 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 that fiddly key thing around it, which you have to unpeel. And uh, oh what my god, we're back you, in nineteen thirty five, aren't we? <laughs> exactly. You 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 put this thing around the edge of the can, and what you're left with after you've opened the can is mm. seriously dangerous, yes, sharp indeed. edges. Which not only uh, is, is a danger to hands and fingers, but also when you try to dispose of it, the only way, safe way to dispose of it really is to yes. wrap it in newspaper and put it there. I don't get why we have to have this when you know, people have got tin openers if they need them. We've also got tins that have got pull-open yes. cans. Why? Why is ham being in this shaped yes. can? This kind of... I don't know what shape it is... Is it supposed to be part of a pig or something? <laughs> the, the shape of I don't I don't know. It you're right. It does feel like the 1940s. And you think what? Why are they continuing with this nonsense when there's so much more easier and safer oh, ways to handle it? Oh, yourself on a tin so, of spam. Listen, have you uh, um, <laughs> looking at the picture you've posted? Could you not though no. take a good old 21st century tin opener and which itself sounds lunatic and open it with that at the top and just ignore the. The hook thing. Yeah, you, you can, but it's 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 quite a job because when you get to yeah. the corners, uh, um, it depends. It depends on the make of the the can. But yeah, you you could if you had to get away with that because that's what people do when those stupid keys break yes. during the process, and you have to get it open by other means. But yeah, if you've got a traditional can opener, um, it just is a bit tricky. Yeah, and imagine if you were blind. I mean, for blind people, this could be absolutely lethal. Yeah. Exactly. I don't. I just don't get why they still do it. It must be just tradition. tradition. Ha- cans tradition. of ham are in yeah. that shape. Yes. Room one hundred and one. Absolutely. Really Flush odd. it away. Yep. Yep. And we got to hear the jingle again. <laughs> what have we got? Yes. I've got one for Steve Heinrich. Hello, Hello Steve. Steve. Who lives lives in America, and this week he sorted out a problem with me. With my, um, my Valley Diary, my, my magazine hat on, I was having some trouble with um, email coming in from um, one of the people, in fact, three of the people that were trying to send stuff to me. And it turned out that their um, the common denominator was that they were trying to send me stuff from Hotmail addresses. And I couldn't work this out, and I've been trying and trying and trying. Anyway, I threw it out to Steve in the end. Um, and he's an absolute whiz because he, 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 I gave him the password to my INS account, which is the one on one server that deals with the forwarding of the email. Went in there. He's discovered something to do with something called SPF, which I've still none the wiser of, even though he described it to me what it was. Absolutely lost <laughs> on me. But he's sorted it out. Superstar. And that little problem with people sending me email, which we had to try and work around somehow, has gone away. Thank you, Steve. You're Excellent. Thank you very much, Steve. We're done. We're done. Let's. Uh, we'll be back in. Oh, that, they're the complication we, for you, isn't it? <laughs> I think we'll be back in in two weeks. Two weeks, weeks but when you're three listening. weeks. Yes, three weeks indeed. from now, or four That's weeks from one. last week when we were thinking about it. Yes, something uh, like that. We, we hope this hasn't thrown you out too much, but at least we've got a show out to you. So, um, yeah, here's to snow when you're listening to this. <laughs> and don't, uh, don't forget that whatever works, what, what, dot, whatever works, dot, I'll say that again. Whatever works, dot, works is our website. And that's where you'll find links to all the shows and all the rest of it. Um, AidenBell.com is for Aiden. If you get lost with um, anything else, head for TedSalmon.com. Links to all our audio podcasts and MeWe groups particularly. Do join us in the MeWe group. Let us know whatever works in your life. We'll bring the highlights of that to shows going forward. So there you go. Aiden, last word for you. We've discovered time travel. We should be reviewing it on the show, yes. actually. We should be talking about time travel. <laughs> better before. There you go. <laughs> yes, it was better before. What's that lovely T-shirt? A, a, a conference on time travel will take place last Thursday. <laughs> yes. Uh, very good. Well, have a nice break wherever you're going. And um, Oh, sorry. I hope you had a nice break. Thank you. Wherever you went. <laughs> And, and um, uh, we'll see you next time in, in whenever it is. Don't forget, whatever, whatever works, works. works.